it every Wednesday, 10 until midnight, only on Phoenix 98 FM. It's Reggae Revival with Darren Mutu on Phoenix FM. FM and online. This is Phoenix FM. Dean Cox again, this time he's in! At the second time of asking, Dean Cox takes Leighton Orient a step closer to Wembley. Carroll. Jonathan Tahue. Capable of anything. Tahue! Equaliser for Leighton Orient! We're not a city, we're not a town. We're the only one of us around And you know where we can be found When Saturday comes again We'll be trying to do our best To cheer all those on who wear the best Whatever challenge, whatever test We'll lay an Orient from each end Lay an Orient from each end Hello and welcome to the Orient Hour. I'm Simon Cooper. Tonight we've got a lot to talk about because a week is a long time in Leighton Orient. Now, coming up, we'll be treated to another Roper's rant. But first, I'm joined in the studio by a man fresh from his lone appearance on the wonderful Circus Upstairs podcast. Uh, it's Howard Gould. Hello, Howard. Uh, hi, Simon. How are you, mate? All right, thank you. And uh, signing up for another season, it's Tony Smith. Hello, Tony. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Now, Tony has got a very fetching summary shirt on tonight. I don't know if anyone can see it on the webcam, but it's definitely worth tuning in for. Um, right. There's only one place to start. Well, two places to start, really. Um, Paul Smith and Lawrence Vigaru. So, Lawrence going off to Burnley with a company and Paul Smith going back to QPR. So, initial first thoughts, Howard. How are you feeling about those two? Um, but I think it's because they were on the. It was on the periphery for quite a while. It ended up just being a bit of an anticlimax when it was announced, wasn't yeah. it? Because it was. Uh, it's been talked about for so long and not released. The information actually not released. Uh, but you can't blame either of them. You can't blame Viggs, obviously, jumping to the Prem. Blimey, um, and a three-year deal apparently. Yeah. So um, not that he's going to sit on the bench all that time, hopefully. But even if he does, uh, I think he's probably set himself and his family up and I think that's what footballers do these days Completely. and he also won't be too old to drop back down again if that does happen then he can get back in the championship or, or still play some decent level of football when he's a two or three years older so. yeah. but good luck to him um, and I'm sure we'll talk about Paul Smith uh, not a debacle really I mean it, a few people have um, taken a bit of umbrage on the initial 
uh, tweet that he put out once he left is quite short and sharp, saying that he felt like or- Orient was what just a just a two year loan spell for him. Yeah. But I think if it was taken out of context, and we were just talking off air, but that it was just that's the type of person he is. He's very excitable, and I, I think he just said it in a spur of the moment. I, I've got back to QPR where I want to be, and uh, playing the championship, I want to prove a point. He's just that excitable lad, isn't he? And, and he's he's now put out another. Um, a, a vigorous, similar to Vigorous, uh, uh response, which is which which says a lot, really. I mean, the guy was a nice guy; he did a job for us, and uh, he's got his move uh, to to. Well, we say back. It's just that I think it's because Gareth Ainsworth has taken back over at QPR, isn't he? And he, yeah. he had him on loan at somewhere else. Mm. They they knew each other from the past, and, and you can't blame the guy again. He stepped up again, and uh, he did a job for us. I mean, we, we've got to say goodbye to some of these guys at some point so um, good luck to the pair of them yeah you agree Tony I agree um, it's obviously a bit sad not to have a namesake in the team anymore mm-hmm. 62 will probably never happen again but um, Paul I mean, yeah I mean people shouldn't get too worked up about that, that first statement that went out um, every, I've not had the privilege of meeting him but I've never heard a bad word said about him no with, with people who've actually met him in person so you know if if only we yeah you know, if we've all said things that we fought back two minutes later and thought well, people might take it the other wrong way, he was a fine player for us. Um, he was the sort of man who got you off your seat. The goal against Salford is the particular standout memory for me um, for someone to get up off the floor and take it around another two players and score. Yeah, you only dream you only dream of being able to do things like that. Yeah. So um, good luck to him. Uh, I wish he was still with us. Same with Viggs. Um, he's obviously going to go for a three-year deal at a Premiership club. I mean, you know, we can't we can't hope to meet the salaries that uh, clubs like Burnley and QPR can pay. So if people are good enough and have, have made their name, they're obviously going to go for it. But hopefully, we've got the um, the, the the salary structure in the club um, settled. We can attract new players. Um, couple of people we were worried about losing haven't gone yet. We've obviously we've still got our fingers crossed for Phil Miss, but um, he's a lone player and he'll probably go back to Ipswich for a week or so and they'll probably decide whether they want him anymore or not. But that's something to hope for in the future and I'm sure we've got a couple of new players lined up to come in. Yeah, well, we'll, if it has as well. yeah. we will... I think there is, there's a lot going on that we don't yet know about. We'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more. Um, but, I mean, you're right, you can't begrudge them a move. It's, it's weird that some people on social media and, and it's you know it's an it's an awful place sometimes social are annoyed at people leaving even if i mean lawrence figaro most people are completely happy that he's got this move you can't you can't stand in the way of anyone going to the premier league it's going to change his life it's going to set his family up um i don't know what the difference in salary is but you know if, if someone offered to double your salary you'd take it i mean it's more than doubling his salary so it's going to you can't say no, can you? Well, you, you never know if some of these guys are on a wind-up, actually, yeah. because um, some of the stuff they say is you, you have to look at it and think, are you serious? Because yeah. um, when these guys move on and, and, and somebody says, oh, they're not very loyal to a club that's looked after them for the last two years and they've just won a medal and they don't want to stay with us, yeah. uh, you think, no, you're just having a joke there, mate. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you're serious or not. But uh, Social media is a strange place during the close season because nobody's got any games to talk about essentially yeah <laughs> they only know half the team if they're lucky so they've got to think of something to say and it's often you know the old adage if you can't think of something nice to say say nothing at all doesn't really work on social media be with like no or anyone but 
Yeah, it's a it's a nice thing this time of year to be able to get in touch with people you haven't heard of for years. Yeah, which happened to me this week. You know, so um, yeah, it's there for a purpose, but not to be taken too seriously, in my opinion. I think I think Paul Smith. I think it's worth saying. So what he actually said was. Uh, he said in his first excitable interview with QPI, he just yeah. said, generally feels like I've been online for two years. It wasn't a great choice of words. As we've said, it, it just was an excitable Paul Smith. I don't think it was anything malicious. I don't think it was disrespectful to Leighton Orient. I think it was just a man excited to get a big move back to a big club and good for him. He's got something to prove in the championship, I think. It, he, you know, a lot of people at QPR seem to think he was sold prematurely. He went prematurely and didn't get the chance he deserved. So he feels like he's got something to prove there and good for him, I think. But it's nice what he did come out and say. He says, and this is something to bear in mind with, when anyone leaves, really, that this great old club, Leighton Orient, belongs to you. The fans, players come and go, managers too. The wage, it's his bread and butter. Like, it's their livelihood. It doesn't mean that they can't feel a part of what we all went through last season. And... Um, he wishes us every success. I mean, what, there's nothing more I don't think any player can do. No, I think you're spot on. He, he, said, he said it is an excitable statement when, you know, when it first happened. Uh, and that's exactly the way he plays. Look at him. He's, he's up and about and he's, he rats around and he's smiling and happy. And, and I think he's just blurted something out, which, as you said, it wasn't the best choice of words at that particular moment. Uh, if you're a fan from the outside looking in. But then he's explained himself a little bit more. And, um, you know, there's no harm done there. No. You're definitely not. And I've always thought that he doesn't necessarily see himself as an out-and-out winger. I know we were talking to Dean Cox a yeah. few weeks ago on here, and I was sort of referring to him, well, you know, do you think you were sent out there because you were little? And there is a certain amount of that, particularly at League Two level. So he might also look at a new club as a chance to maybe uh, expand his portfolio, as you would say, of places he can play on the pitch. Because if you ever see a finishing, if you ever saw a finishing drill with... Uh, the players, yeah, you know, he never missed. I mean, it was astonishing. Well, you were constantly banging on about putting Paul Smith up front last season, Tony. I a- thought as it was should. an idea because we weren't scoring yeah. enough goals, but there yeah. we are. Yeah. No, it, he's um, we're going to miss him. That's the problem when yeah. people get attached to somebody yeah. uh, because he's. Uh, if you if you look at his highlight reel, yeah, which um, QPR are showing at the moment. Uh, it's actually it's bloody amazing. Yeah, it's really some good. of the goals he scored and some of the stuff he does. Uh, we are going to miss it, and you know he helped get us promoted, even yeah. though you know he, he he was injured for a period of time, and he, he may be injury prone, and we'll see how it goes. But you know it, it, the door's shut. Let's look at the next one coming in, yeah. and there's rumours about who that may be. Yeah. So that should be quite. That's going to uh, put the hairs on the back of some people's <laughs> necks as well if it's who we think it is. Yeah. So um, I think we, you just can't. You know, it's worth looking back and saying, Paul Smith, he got us all out of our seats last exactly. season. Exactly. He was, was a very exciting player, wasn't he? Mm. It was a privilege to watch, really, yeah. in League Two, yeah. wasn't it? And, and I think that's why people are... You get, you get angry sometimes when you lose something. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that's what it is. We'll get over it once, uh, once a new boy comes in. That should be interesting. Well, good luck to Paul Smith, we yes. say, and to Lawrence Vigory. But Vigs, yeah. I think it's a little. I think it's probably worth diving into Richie's interview a little bit mm. about because there is a comparison in the way that they left. But I don't think again. I don't think we need to read too much into it. But Richie sent Lawrence Vigory away with just his full blessing. He was gutted to lose him. They've been on a journey together, hadn't they? They, you know, they'd, they'd had their falling yeah, out of Swindon. Well, history, that's right. They had that big meeting when Richie joined. He basically said that um, Lawrence Vigory was kind of on trial a little bit for the first two months of Richie's tenure. Like, he had to prove himself, and he did, and he came through, and he was, you know, the bedrock of that great defence. So they went on a journey, and they've clearly got an attachment. But it seems like Richie's interview, when he was talking about Paul Smith, he kind of felt like 
actually, he felt like maybe Paul Smith didn't make the right move for Richie. He felt like he had, could do a little bit more work with Paul Smith. He felt like, I'm not going to say he felt let down, but he felt like maybe there was another season he could have got out of him and, and made something out of him. Yes, I mean, you, you just, I mean Richie, obviously, you, you were touching on uh, his past with Lawrence Figaro. I mean, he played, Lawrence Figaro, when he was at Swindon, played a fine in pennies. Right. The, the club fine in pennies, which is not the most mature thing to do. I don't think uh, Viggs would do it again, necessarily. But that sort of thing, it gets put to one side. I'm not sure it ever gets, got forgotten. And you're right, he had, he, had a couple of year, he had a couple of months to prove himself and played out of his... Those first couple of months when he was when he was under Richie, I think that was the best he ever played. To yeah. be honest, I, I don't think we were necessarily as tidy at the defensive midfield positions as we were last season. You know, winning the league, and we had a lot more work to do, and he did it brilliantly. But we've put, yeah, I mean, he's he's disappointed because uh, yeah, he's a great player and he wanted him to stay, and it wasn't quite as cut and dried as he was going to go as Viggs. I think no. at the end of the day. I think we all know he was going to go and Paul, we were keeping a certain percentage of uh, possibility in a head he was going to stay. But he was disappointed. But, um, yeah, Richie won us the league last year, so I won't mind about it too much where he plays his players, really. He should just do what he wants to do. Well, completely. I mean, the crucial thing I think Richie said was that we need to replace 10 goals in League Two. I think I can do that. And that that's, you know, if you look at it like that, yeah, Richie Wellens probably can replace 10 goals in League yeah. 2 with someone. But, yeah, I could bang on again, couldn't I, as why that might have been. But, yeah, there we are. Well, let's think about who that replacement could be because the rumour this afternoon is that Harry McCurdy could be coming on loan to Orient. There's been a lot of posts. You know, this could be true. It could be a completely nonsense. But um, I can see it. What about you two? Howard? Yeah, um, no smoke without fire, as I say. Yep. Um, I think McGurdy is one of those when he, he's this little rat of a player, isn't he? Yep. And he's one of these players that everybody hates unless he's in your team. Yeah. So uh, I remember whenever he played against us, it was, oh, God, not him, 18, yeah. whatever. But when you've got him, you're yeah. pleased you got him. Yeah. Because uh, he's not against you. Yeah. <laughs> and he does the business. He can score goals yeah. and he rats around. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see why not. No. And he, I mean, he scored, he scored two goals against Orin, I've seen, mm. at least. Yeah, I think he scored his, his last goal pretty much before he left Swindon yeah. to go up north, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, in, yeah. in that one-all draw. In that one-all draw, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he was always a thorn in our side, but it doesn't always work with Orin, does it? We, we seem to yeah. pick up, sometimes we do pick up these players, we think, oh, he was good, and then we get him, and he was absolutely rubbish. So, um, no, but I think McGurdy's got a bit of, uh, a bit of class yeah, I mean, someone has to remind me. Um, was he was he at Swindon during Richie's time, or did he? No, he I don't think after? he was. No, no, no he came after. Yeah, um, he's always impressed um, when he's played for for Swindon against Leighton Orient. Um, yep. I'd have him. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's certainly a character, yeah, isn't yeah. he? That, yeah, and it, it's the character that. It's either going to work or it's not going to work with Richie. But yeah. I, I don't think Richie would take him on if he didn't think he could handle him. Yeah. You know, because we, we already know with Richie, he doesn't suffer falls. So yeah. um, that, that may be an interesting one, the two characters there. Because yeah. McGurdy on the pitch looks like a real... Uh, I won't, you know, you know what I'm going to say. But yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he, he's a handful, right, isn't he? Really radio-friendly. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. Richie said that he's, they're looking at someone who basically... Has got who's sharp. He's got a little bit of Paul Smith about him. His sharpness, um, and scored lots of goals in League Two last time. And if you look at what he did, Harry McGurdy, he scored like 
I know it's 22 goals or something like that. He scored a lot of yeah. goals that season for Swindon. He's a goal scorer. And I think there's definitely quite a lot of smoke with this rumour. Yeah. I mean, fire with this rumour. <laughs> yeah. Should, <laughs> should know yeah. by the end of the week, I would imagine. Yeah. I think we should know quite a bit. Um, but, I mean, we're coming to... I mean, everybody's back at training over this week or next week. So then people start deciding who they want to go out on loan in about another week or so. I mean, I think the next week will just be um, the couple of people we haven't got signed, realising they're not going to get any more money and signing up, and then we look, we look at the loans and who we can keep and who we maybe get in. Well, this is possibly a good time, actually, gents, to do a little test to see if you can say who we have signed so far, who's re-signed the contract. I'm going to come to you first, Howard. Can you... Do you know that? Can you list out who we've signed so far? Who's re-signed a contract or signed? Who re-signed? Yeah. Well, uh, we're Dan happy. Yep. And it is happy. Yep. We'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> happy. Um, uh, was to, I think Beckles has re-signed, doesn't he? Jordan Brown. Beckles, Brown, yeah. Brown, yeah. Um, I think we already had Soterio. Soterio, no, he's, um, he's on the contract. Thompson, was he a re-signing? No. no, I think he was no, already. Got him. He had another year, didn't he? Um, no, there's another two. doing all right, Howard, but I'm going to have to help you here. Tony, who have you got? There's, there's two. Oh, Sweeney hasn't signed yet. No. Nope. go the other way. He's the one who hasn't heard of yet. No. Who's, the, who's the other one who hasn't signed? There's two who haven't signed. Right, I'm going to give you the list of people oh, who have signed. You. Right, so we've got Max Sanders. We've got Omar Beckles. Shit, yeah. We've got Darren Prattley. We've got Jordan Brown. Pratt- we've got Jordan Dan Happy, Reese Byrne and Harrison Soji. Hmm. So this, that is quite a number of people. Yeah. They've kind of gone under the radar because it hasn't all happened at once. It's a decent start yeah. to the season, but I think the important thing to talk about is who, how do you pronounce happy and why is it happy, Howard? <laughs> and how does everyone know this? Because the Orient Hour WhatsApp group kicked off the other night about pronunciation of players. Why is it happy? How do you know this? <laughs> well, this is Dave it. Victor says happy when he's commentating. I mean, yeah, no, I'll go it, with Dave, it, yeah. It, 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 I must admit, it annoys me a little bit because um, obviously in my previous life when I was the uh, liaison officer, you had to know the player's name because yeah. when you introduce them, the important thing is you need to know their name. So the first thing I ever did, if there was a bit of um, consternation with the players, I'd go up and say, how do you pronounce your name? Because I want to make sure I pronounce yeah. you, you know, introduce you properly, whatever. So um, happy was, you know, Dan, Dan said it's happy, pronounced happy. So I just find it really, <laughs> I shouldn't say annoying. It just, it just bugs me a bit that he's still called Hap <laughs> by people who know him yeah. and have pronounced it happy. Yeah. In, in the same interview, they pronounce it happy and hap. I think then they do that just to make sure they get it right at least once. <laughs> um, but so, so for the record, it's happy. It's definitely okay. happy. All right. It's definitely happy. And then you've got Oggy and Ogi. Yeah. Now, Oggy and Ogi <laughs> has been on. He has been asked. And I can't remember if it was maybe Luke had asked him at one point in an interview yeah. or on another podcast. And he said it was Oggy. And okay. I remember it because oh, I thought, oh, great. Because then you can go, Oggy, Oggy, Oggy. Yeah. It's quite easy to remember. Yeah. But he's always called Ogie, isn't he? <laughs> yes, it's true. He's even OG, I've heard. And then, of course, you've got Smith or Smythe. Smith. Why didn't anyone actually go and ask him? <laughs> I, I think Dave or did Vick, they? I think Dave Vixer did. Did he? And he said That's Smith. What, yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, looks, yeah, he might be right. Yeah, sure, a couple of people still went. looks into that. Is he Smith? Yeah, but, yeah. But people like to call him Smythe just to differentiate with, with Harry with Smith, Harry, didn't they? But, yeah. In the end. But then you go back. I, I had a little look back in time. And then you had Van, uh, Romain. Romain Vincelot. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> the English pronunciation of Vincelot <laughs> is Vincelot. Because I asked him how. He says Vincelot. So, 
Okay, stick with the French Vancelot. And people would know it as Vancelot, but no, insist on calling him Vince a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it really winds no, me up. A, there was a Tony Smith at school with me, funnily enough, with an eye, so that, that, that kept everybody lively. But, so you've had the Harry Smith, uh, Tony Smythe situation going yeah, on right, yeah, all your yeah, life. I was, okay. I was Smythe at school because there was a Smith, Tony Smith as well. So, yeah. Well, let's get back on topic. Yes. Yes, sorry. Uh, my rant is over. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, Rick Spurn is our only goalkeeper. He is our only goalkeeper, yeah. But... I'm guessing we're happy about Beckles' unhappy signing. It's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they can both step up to this level. Yep. Um, unfortunately, as we know, Dan was, had his first, uh, the best first half of a season until the unfortunate injury. So, like he said in his interview, uh, he knows he's going to be um, uh, looked at. If he's, is he, in, he said, I'm not injury prone. I've just had a couple of bad injuries, yeah. and I have to prove it, and I want to prove it. And I will do so. Good luck on the lad, and yeah. uh, I hope he does. Um, I don't know about pace at that level. Um, every you know, the forwards are obviously going to be a little bit sharper yeah. in League One, and uh, I think it's well known that we're we're quite happy with Beckles, but it's that when he switches off that once a game, when yeah. he switches off once a game, is it going to cost us a goal every game? So, oh. Tony? So, well, it's, it's something of a feather. We've got, still got the PFI chairman at the club, yep. which is first, first thing first. It's certainly a feather in a cap for, for ourselves. Um, Omar, I, I, I mean, obviously, I sit next to my brother, and we're both sort of aging centre-halves, and I love him, and he doesn't love him as much. I think he's a, he's a bit Marmite. As a, his tendency to lounge a bit, I think, is what my brother would moan about in terms of what he does. But... Um, we can all charge around a bit, and but he um, switches on and uh, reading the game at that level, I think he's exceptional. Yeah, you know, he was, yeah, you know, he was at the right place, famously at the, in, in the at the end of the Carlisle game for a reason. You know, he, he does that very well, and um, I'm pleased he's still about. That leaves us. I mean, with that means with um, Oji, obviously determined to get that right. So we've got three centre halves at the moment. Whether that means we're one short and we're looking for another one. Uh, hopefully Ed Turns can hang around because he's a good player but um, that's up to Brighton rather than us and that area of the pitch I think we're pretty well off there to be honest I'll I'll rate all of them yeah I would say we are looking fairly strong Shad's a hell of a quick guy if you see him he's a you know, he might be tall but they leave him when he's playing they leave him at the halfway line when we've got set pieces yeah he's got pace you leave the quickest player there I mean it's Rob Hunt when he's not playing now but He's not lacking in that, that, that direction. He was very unlucky last season, Shad, in terms of, yeah, you know, he, he had his opportunity to get back into the team and got injured half an hour later in practice, didn't he? So um, um, I'd like to think he'll still be involved this season. So I think it's a strong area to pitch for us, really, to be honest. And it's probably the area that Richie would want to be settled as much as possible. Yes, we don't have a first-choice goalkeeper behind him, probably, but you want the back four, you want that settled back four. We got the back four we had last year. It's a strong first back four, if you look at it, with probably James, Beckles, Happy, Hunt. Like that's, that's a great building block for a team. And, and it's exactly how he approached pre-season last year. He got the defence sorted out and he said the goals will come. So hopefully this bodes well for, the, for, the next, for next season. Yeah, and he's got the new, uh, the new guy. Sorry, I've forgotten his name already. Um, the one Sanders. Yeah, to, to sit in front of them. I think yep. that's the job that he's going to be doing. Um, Thompson is there, obviously, as a bit of a backup. I'm not sure how... Uh, he's, a, he's another year older and how he's going to cope at this level, but um, we definitely know he's solid when he goes in there. And then you've got Brown, yep. who could always drop in a little bit. Yep. But I still think uh, possibly another centre-half. Yeah. 
uh, to come in yep. to cover all of that lot. So it should be interesting. I mean, personally, I'm really excited about seeing Happy in League One. Mm. I think there's been quite a lot of talk around him for the last few seasons, really, about... You know, he's been up and down whether, oh, can he make it? Can he make the step up? Every time, every season. And he's always proved that he can. And yeah. some, I think most of, there was doubters, wasn't there? Because he was, he was a young lad. There was doubters. I think most people are like, no, there is no doubt about Happy anymore. He is a good player. And I think people are excited about seeing him in League One. I've got similar feelings about Beckles. I think he's, I, I rate him. I think he's brilliant. And remember last year when he was out the, out the team, that's when we had our little blip. You know, yeah, we, the stats say so, don't they? They, they really do. Yeah. We, we just let some goals in. We weren't as solid. Yeah. Even if sometimes he looks languid, he's actually controlling that back four. He's, he knows what he's doing. Mm. He's, he's running the show back there. He makes everyone else look better around him as well, I think, because he's, he knows where he needs to be. It, w- it will be interesting next season if uh, Richie wants to play the same way, which is out from the keeper and feeding. You know, if we get pressed early and uh, yeah. by, by fit teams and stuff. Is he going to have that much time on the ball and uh, we're going to be working it's, it's on It's certainly that. true that Dan Appy's instinct is to go long and um, that might not please Richie as much as his predecessor. But mm. um, yeah. yeah, we managed first half of the season. You know, we started off with that 10-game run and he was there. So uh, he, 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 does, he, can, he does go long, but I wouldn't say he goes long and he just hoofs it. He kind of no. goes long with an angled pass. He's got that, it's yeah. a diagonal, isn't he it? He goes cross field, field yeah. straight down yeah. the middle, certainly. Yeah, yeah. He's a, I, I would say he's, he veers on the side of a cultured defender, mm, yeah. I would say. I'm a fan. Well, look, we've been fairly positive here, but I wonder if it's time now to um, have a listen to a man who is been, has been positive for most of the season last yes, season. Yes. But actually, um, I think no Matt Roper, if he's there, is finally putting the rant into Roper's rant. When we set up this feature, and perhaps because we were doing so well, it wasn't really a rant. But today, that all changes. Sit back. Here we go. I hate this time of the year. Not only do we not have the real deal on the pitch, we also have the summer transfer window. Premier League clubs buying up anything that moves with oil money. Sky's lemon-coloured deadline day, where they would have us all believe that a £100 million move got completed right at 10.59pm. And further down the leagues at our level, more rumour and bluster than you could shake a stick at. Oh, and to add to that, the now current trend of spotty 16-year-olds fresh out of GCSE physics exams preparing YouTube videos telling licensed day coaches such as really Wellen, Richie Wellens who would be a good fit for the club that they likely know little about. Yet, I'm getting older and grumpier by the minute. Let's turn our attention eastwards. No, not another Saudi, uh, uh, not another Saudi, Saudi Arabia transfer, but the home of football in E10. Firstly, let's welcome Max Sanders. I'm not going to pretend I know much about him, but he has got some decent experience and looks a good age and fit. Let's hope he's another gem. We welcome back, in inverted commas, Omar Beckles, Dan Happ, Reese Byrne and Harrison Soji. And I'm sure most O's fans are reasonably happy with that quartet committing themselves to the O's for the next couple of years. Leaving the building has been a bit more of a difficult pill to swallow. Youngster Dan Nkrumah has gone to Middlesbrough and we have lost Lawrence Vigarou and Paul Smith. I said a couple of weeks ago on this very show that Lawrence would be the hardest to replace. A very experienced number one, a ball-playing goalkeeper, a shot stopper, a keeper that comes for crosses, a leader. Replacing such is not going to be easy. 
It's a bit of a shame that he will likely, of course, never taste Premier League football. But after a few years and one promotion, who can begrudge him such a move? And he goes with our best wishes. Wishes. Paul Smith has, of course, returned to QPR yesterday and his move has caused more than a stir. His comments about being on loan haven't been taken in the best way by some of the O's fans, but we'll forgive him that and put it down to a wrong choice of words. What he's telling, though, are the statements released by the club about both players' departures. You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to work out that Paul leaves under a far darker cloud than Vig's. Smith was, of course, an integral part of a fantastic team last year, a match winner on his day, the scorer of some very important goals, and a real live wire spearheading the O's attack. That's not in dispute, but as we saw with Jamie Jones a few years back, the grass isn't always greener, and when players do move on to pastures new, they can leave it with a bitter taste lingering in the mouths of some. Loyalty in this beautiful game of ours is very thin on the ground. However, that said, supporters up and down the country have started to realise that a footballer's career is short and who wouldn't stand in the way of someone trying to better themselves? Let's face it, the same can be said for any of us in any of our walk of lives. If you're currently doing a 40-hour week for £35,000 a year and a rival organisation just up the road offers you 50000 to do exactly the same job, then are you really going to turn it down? But there is a way of doing things and conducting yourself with professionalism. Our chairman, Nigel Travis, is a real people person. And whilst footballers might seem like a bit of a different breed, there is still no reason why they shouldn't show courtesy to their employer, and especially one that nursed you, covered your mortgage and more for more than two years, and gave you a platform to rebuild on. Long gone are the days footballers stay at a club for years. In fact, I cannot remember the last time I heard of a testimonial at a club for a stalwart. That's fair enough. It's the nature of the beast now. But there is a way to conduct yourself, particularly when it comes to something like transfers. If you want to go and better yourself, then that's fine. But show the common decency and faith that was shown to you when you signed on the dotted line for Leighton Orient. Agents, of course, have a large, sometimes unhealthy part to play. I'm not about to generalise and say all agents are bad and to use the old have-I-got-news-for-you word allegedly dodgy, but over several years, I have been lucky and privileged enough to see several transfers complete either way. And if you think it's a black and white situation, then you'd be very much wrong. And this is why, as supporters, we need to cut the club and Martin Ling some slack. Yes, we've signed some right stinkers, but that's not a new thing. Just think, Paul Hay, David Cass. And yes, we will make more mistakes, as well as look ineffective with periods of no news but sometimes dealing with players and agents can have you pulling your hair out. So where are we? At the moment, we're light. No disrespect intended to the current crop, but we are weakened in terms of squad from last year. Turns, El Mazzuni, Vigaru and Smith are big shoes to fill. But like several O's fans have commented so far, I have faith in, although I cannot stand the term, the process, and that we will fill the gaps with new and exciting prospects that can hopefully make as many memories as their predecessors. Who's ready for another week of the transfer window? Not me. And boy, do I wish we had everyone in place and we were off down the Blackwall Tunnel for Charlton away. Up the O's. Thank you, Matt. Um, he says, trust the process. Do you guys trust the process? Tony, you're a process truster? Oh, I am. Very Good. much so. You obviously... Uh taking a little bit of a dimmer view of uh, 
Paul Smith's departure than us, but um, it's nice to get a bit of balance on the programme, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? Um, yeah, I, it's still... People are still under contract at the end of the week, so it's inevitable that, you know, things will start to kick in a bit when people are wondering where... I mean, I think they get a month's extra money. I think there was... A, I think uh, what we were told the other week, but yeah, I mean, let's go with it. We've, we've had a great season in, in, in which we must trust a lot. I think Howard's. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't think we have much choice. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know what, what is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. Um, whether we like it or not, some people don't like people personally, so they're never going to be happy because they don't like that person yeah. and they think they're making the wrong decisions. And I wouldn't do that. And blah blah blah. And that's it. But um, you know what, what's Martin Ling has been there and done it. He, he's won medals at every level yep. um, as a manager, player, and the director of football. Yep. Um, I think you've got to start to say exactly what Matt said. You know, percentage-wise, you know, if you can get eighty-five percent, like in an exam, if you're looking at eighty-five percent, you've done well and you passed. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's how Warren have gone along the last few years. And uh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. The players come in. We just need to get on and support them. If we get a duff one, we get a duffy. And unfortunately, that happens. Like Jamie Curriton was mentioned a few weeks ago. You know, great lad. Scored hundreds of goals wherever he's gone. Comes to us, scores one goal, which I think was a, a daisy cutter. And uh, no one was scratching. Everyone was scratching their head thinking, why can't he score a goal for us? He didn't know. No one knew. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Um but um, yeah, trust the process. Uh, it's worked for the last uh, over the last four years, hasn't it? Yeah, completely. <laughs> I think the thing is with Martin's job is that if you're doing badly, he's going to get the stick, and if you're doing well, he's not going to get much of the prize. I'm afraid that's just the nature of what he does. Um, people are going to praise the players and the manager if you're winning, and the buck's going to come down on him if things go badly. But he's done a, I think he's done a marvelous job over the years. Yeah, I agree. We're all fans of Martin Lingen now. Yeah. Good. Very yeah, positive sure, tonight. Sure ropes will come. Yeah, ropes will come on. Um, okay, so who do we need to sign then? Obviously, uh, we need to sign a goalkeeper. Who's got any insight about who we're going to sign? Howard. Well, well I mentioned a, a lad called Bass, and yeah. I think he's at Sunderland. Um, and I did a quick check on him, and I think he's been there for a season um, when Sunderland got relegated didn't they and uh, he went he, Portsmouth had him and he went up there from Portsmouth but as what I can work out is that he's only played he was like on the bench and only played in the cup games as right. they do mm. so he hasn't really had a season of football behind him um, but again we're talking about trust the process I don't think they would be looking at a keeper who they didn't think would be beneficial to the team so um, you know if he comes in and I think he's they said he's training to the end of the week with his current club, and then he'd be he'd be with us on Monday. Yeah. So which we need, obviously. Uh, Reece Byrne isn't going to be the number one. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if two keepers came in actually. Yeah. Um, even if it was uh, what was the talk about Viggs would be back in January <laughs> uh, on loan. Yeah, you, that, talk, uh, yeah, you never know. You never supreme tonight, isn't it? it is, yeah. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. So I'm with Reese. I mean, I've watched. He's he's played four four clean sheets, so he might not be as far from the shaker. He's been given a two year contract as well. So if they you know, if they weren't sure about him, he wouldn't have got that. Um, at least one goalkeeper is going to come in. 
some people in social media, I think, are a little bit optimistic as to where we can shoot in terms of um, getting someone in. I mean, even if we're getting in, uh, say, a Sunderland reserve keeper, he's probably going to be on a bit less money than he was at Sunderland, and it's going to be promoted to his agent as a possibility of, well, you know, you need to get a season under your belt of playing 40-odd games, and it's going to make you, yeah, it's good for your future. Uh, it's good for me to be able to market you in the future. So... Um, People having a go saying, oh, he's only in the Sunderland Reserve. Well, you wonder where you're going to get someone from, whether you're going to be looking down, maybe to someone who's done well in the National League or League Two. I can't really think of anyone from watching all the League Two games looking at an opposition goalkeeper thinking, oh, I wish we had him. I can't remember that emotion coming to me while sitting in the stand. But um, I'm sure there's, there's always lots of goalkeepers about, to be honest. Um, so it's, it's not it's not a position where there's a shortage generally. There's, there's a plethora of them. I mean, Richie says we've more or less signed a goalkeeper, so it mm. feels like someone's going to come in. Yeah, I think by soon. Monday, yeah, yeah, you'll see somebody training on Monday. He also says we've got a few trialists training at the moment, and he's hoping a couple of them might get through the door in the next week or so. Do where else do you think we need to sign people? Um, I think it'd be interesting again the, 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 the formations that we played next season yeah um we seem to you know we ha- i know we had kelman um and uh, and ruel plays a type of uh, center forward if you like yeah uh, but we never had we've never had that uh, harry smith was a big target man he fell out with richie and uh, to be honest once once him and uh, drynan had, had had their good spells you know in the first half of the previous season under jacket yeah yeah, when, when, uh, yeah once they came back they both didn't hardly score a goal no. did they and all last season drynan didn't look up to it at all Harry fell out, Harry Smith. So, uh, again, it, it's like, are we going to look for uh, the an out-and-out number nine or yeah. do we not do that again? And with uh, if we do get that McGurdy, is he going to be a similar to a Smith yep. where he's going to play with Archibald and, and McGurdy on the wings and look to come through from the midfield? Yep. Um, I don't know. Again, it's all this. <laughs> we go back to trust the process. They're going to do what they're going to do. Yep. Uh, we can speculate, um, but ultimately, whatever happens is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Ruel was the man in possession, playing the furthest up top at the end of the season and was scoring. Um, but you've got to think they're going to be looking for at least one. I mean, I, no one seems to know whether Charlie Kelman's staying as yet. Um, you've got to think they'll be looking for at least one forward player somewhere. Would you want to keep Kelman in, Tony? Yes. Yeah. I think if he'd stayed, I think he was um, unfortunate in front of goals at in front of goal at times. Mm. I don't think he's. His work rate's exceptional. I think he's Richie. Won, I think that's the sort of player Richie likes to play up front. Yeah. So I think he'd take mm-hmm. him if he gets the chance. But well, similar yes, with is an similar with Drynan, isn't it? Like he's a he's a Richie player. He yeah. works hard. I think the problem with he had he didn't have a preseason last year, did he? And we've seen many times that not having a proper preseason because he was injured it affects a player. Even sometimes they just don't get that back. I'm not. I I don't know. I'm not a professional footballer. I haven't played at that level. But okay, a pre-season is really important. Um, but then, how long can you keep saying he didn't have a pre-season? <laughs> it, it got to Christmas, and they were still saying, "Well, yeah. he, he missed the pre-season." Yeah. I thought, but we've been playing for three, four months. <laughs> how much? You know, and, he, and he's been playing games. Yeah. I, I, I just I didn't get it. But. Um, uh, who's the other one? It's a Kelman. Kelman, I think, has been released from Chelsea, isn't he? So he's a. 
free agent. Right. If, and he is a, he is a, a Wellens-type player. And then, obviously, McCauley Bond has been thrown about, yeah. banded about again. Um, if Bond was available, would you take him? Is he better than Drylan and Kelman? Yeah, I mean, he's out of contract at the end of the week. Yes, so that's I think right. if something's going to happen there, I mean, obviously, his name came up in January, and I think Richie said something along the lines of, Can't well, he gets, paid, he gets paid as much in a week as our players get paid in a month at the yeah. moment, but he might not be at the end of the week, and we might be his best alternative. And mm. I know there's people, you know, on social media or whoever say, well, you know, he's done his best work at two divisions below where we're going to be next season. But um, he did pretty well at Ipswich, to be honest. I mean, that, that's 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 the other people. Obviously, they've gone up into the championship now. And I mean, that's his hometown club where he, he wanted to go. Like, you know, it might be his best alternative. And I'd take him. Yeah. Well, um, as we touched on, pre-season is well underway. Started this week. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen any of the pictures of the lads back in action training this week? I've seen stills. I mean, I'm obviously not obsessive enough to. Uh, they do video. No, they're mainly stills. I mean, I am obsessive yeah. enough, and I've I've seen Theo coming in with. Is he's, he's either committing to a shaved head and putting yeah. the bald in Archibald, That's or he's going for a classic <laughs> <laughs> League One footballer hair transplant, which everyone's doing now. You don't yeah. see a bald footballer anymore, That's so fair. that is something to discuss. But <laughs> more importantly, George Moncur. Got his belly out, and he looked fitter than he's looked all the last season. I, I think, to look with the preseason, I think George Moncur last season was just a preseason for him. I feel like he got himself fit. He played his way into playing football again. And next year could be a big season for George Moncur. Well, yeah, we, yeah. We, we saw him score a free kick in the, pre, in the preseason friendly. And I know my, my, my first reaction when I saw that is, can he score a penalty as well? Unfortunately, he could. You know, it made a hell of a lot of difference in terms of the... Uh, uh, the result. Yeah, I mean, in terms of seeing people pre-season, I, I did bump into James Dayton getting into his car three seasons ago. He doesn't live too far from right. me. And um, he was amazed. He just looked at me. And I saw him recognising him. You must be a West Ham fan if you come from around here. And I thought, James, I'm not. Honestly, <laughs> no, it's only a job. But, yeah. But no, that 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 was as close as I got to obsessive about a pre-season. About pre-season was, you know, walking back from Tesco's with a bottle of milk and bumping into James Dagan. Well, it doesn't get much better than that, Tony. Yeah, it, really? I mean, like, <laughs> it was a golden moment. So. <laughs> but George Moncur in League One, he's got a chance, hasn't he? What do you think, Howard? Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, football is it's all confidence, isn't it? And uh, they've got to enjoy themselves. It's like in any job. If you're not enjoying it, you don't give... You, you, there's no output. So I think he's um, he's found a home. Like he said, it's the best um, changer room that he's ever been with. Yeah. He's been at some clubs. Yeah. Um, and, and bigger clubs uh, than the O's. So for him to say that, uh, how much he was enjoying it last year... Um, and as you say, he does look fit and he looks like he's up for it. And he's, I think he's got something to prove as well because he wants to take it forward. Um, I, you know, um, I think he, uh, he'll need someone alongside him. Um, yeah. He was very comfortable. You could see with El Wazuni, mm. he was really comfortable giving the ball and receiving it yeah. back. They were both very good ball players yeah. and all the little one-touch popping the ball off to each other. Yeah. So I think he's going to need someone alongside him like that. It'd be great to see El Miz. No one's got any news on him, no. have we? So um wouldn't surprise me if he, if he uh, went to a, a, a championship club, actually, yeah. and, and tried to dip his toes in up there. But... If we could get him back, that would be great because they already had a relationship. And um, But I think Moncur needs that player to play off of um, and get the ball back yeah. and, and be comfortable, be confident yeah. with that. And that, that, that 
uh, yeah, talk, I mean, talking of obsessiveness, did you see the tape? I think it was the Stockport game where they mic'd John, George Moncur up with all the things that he was saying. It was, it's much the same as the same old Nonsense since we used to shout when we were on a Sunday morning or whatever, much of the time. So it was quite... Um, it's just slightly less swearing was, from George Moncur. Well, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it did manage that. It wasn't very Sunday morning. Maybe you had to keep, obviously, a lot of it was to Elm Wiz, like you were saying, and yeah. it had to be quite um, functional. Well, he's English a, t- a real film to be able to He is a real talker it, on the pitch, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He's always talking. He's always kind of, you can see him kind of mm. making stuff happen, both, you know, obviously with his feet, but he is always talking. He seems to be mm. kind of driving the team I forward. Mean, yeah, there, there was about a month, I don't, sort of February time, we almost got the impression that Richie lost a little bit of faith in him or whatever. He didn't start him a couple of times. He had that times. wisdom tooth issue, didn't he? And yeah, but he, he, he played him and stuck him up front for five minutes and took him off in one home game, mm. I seem to remember. Well, he kept saying, I want, yeah. I want to see more yeah. from him, didn't he? I yeah, want to see was, more. But he was, uh, but he was right as well yeah. because we, we had this expectation of George yeah. and uh, he, he wasn't actually doing what we thought he no. would do. Mm. Um, but as you said, he, he had this uh, um, teeth problem, which if you've had that, is painful and yeah. it's, it's, it's not nice. Mm. So, um, But he showed it towards the end of the season, didn't he? And as you say... Um, with this pre-season and then uh, hitting the ground running. And I think as well, the players are looking forward to playing yeah. bigger, better teams yeah. and better stadiums. Yeah. They're, all, they're all saying it in their interviews, aren't Completely, they? Going yeah. to these stadiums. And they're already excited for yeah. it. So um, I think the two, the first two games in any order, actually, whatever order those two came out, they were, but they're both really good exciting games start to season, start the yeah. season with. Yeah. Um, we, we, we don't want to be bottom of the league after the first month, though. No. Um, but uh, I think there's... Um, I, I don't see why we can't hold our own. All right, Charlton and Portsmouth, we've beaten them in the past. There's no reason... You know, but I, I don't see why we can't go to Charlton and actually nick a win because the, the pressure is going to be on Charlton to win at home. Yeah. Um, and we, we could actually probably go there and nick a one nil, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I mean, it is exciting just seeing the fixtures come out. And, yeah, um, and some of the stadiums. What a great start to the season. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, interestingly, okay, so here is, I think, the best starting eleven at the moment, right? So we've got Reese Byrne, we've got James, Happy, Beckles, Hunt, Brown or Sanders. I don't know if it's Sanders or Sanders. We'll have to get you on that. <laughs> you can find out for us, please. Um, Prattley, Monker, Archibald, Drynan and Soterio. Where were we going to... If we played that team, where are we going to finish in League One? Um, I'd have to look at it. I was, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Too many names going yeah, at me in the no, one. Um, yeah, we will have to strengthen. Yeah. And when we get all those names off, I was thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, they do their best, but who are we going to aim at? You know, who's... Who's going to be... Who's going to be our Elmiz figure that we look for all the yeah. time? And as the... I mean, I saw his, I saw his stats down in a in an email somewhere, and they were astonishing. To be honest, I mean, if you're right, if any championship club saw that, they'd think. You'd well, think he, I mean, he is gun, with a championship know. club, yeah. isn't he? But nobody but, thinks yeah, he's going to get in the team. That's right. For, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Mm, mm. but yeah, I mean, we will have to strengthen. All yeah. right. I mean, you talk about needing two. You probably don't manage it at this level. You, um, your top managers talk about having two players for every place in the team. And it tends not to to happen at our level. We do have, you do have some multifunctional players. Yeah, it's just Tomo playing right back in the centre half. You know, it yeah. does go on. But um, yeah, there are players to come in. We in in Wellens we trust. I think at the end of last season, Theo was injured. He was out for about five weeks, six weeks. We didn't we didn't see him towards the end of the season at all. We 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 got to the end of the season without Theo Archibald. Yeah. And I feel like I actually. 
felt like we missed that bit of strength up up top sometimes. We, felt, we I think we missed Archibald. We didn't. It wasn't a problem. We didn't. It didn't matter. But I felt like we missed him. So I feel like him. If he's fit, him coming back at the start of the season will. It won't be like a new signing, but it will be like someone who's come back from holiday and has come back in and is hitting the ground running. Hopefully, I think. I don't know, with my devil advocate hat on, he's, uh, I think Archibald can flatter to deceive at times. Right. Because he runs around like a bit of a madman, and then he, um, he can be uh, a bit sprightly, can't he? And, and, and it's already get, opposite to Omar, in a way. Yeah, you know, like he, yin yang, he, isn't they? Yeah. you know, he chases people and he gives them a little knock and he gets the crowd going. I think yeah. you remember him because he gets you going, but he hasn't actually done much. But then he, he will ping a ball or he'll score a goal for you. But I, I don't think he does as much as we think he does. Mm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, but that team you mentioned there, um, we've lost Smith as we go. We go back to say Smith. And he, I know Richie said, it, can I find 10 goals? Um, you know, was it 10 goals? Yeah. 10 goals, yeah. Um, that was that is 10 goals that we've lost. Yeah. Um, so you will need to replace them because yeah. they weren't really coming from it's more, it's more anywhere else, Scott, were they? It, and, yeah. and I think next season... We'll probably let a few more goals in than we did this, which just because of the strikers are going to be better on the opposing teams. Yeah. So we're going to have to match that with scoring a few more goals. So, yeah, yeah it's an interesting conundrum. Maybe. I mean, Theo probably feels like he's got something to prove in League One as well because mm. he was at a League One club, came yeah. down to the Orient. He's probably, you know, I'm sure he's wanting to hit the ground running and make a difference this season. Tony? I'm a, I'm a Theo fan, along with most of the uh, most of the crowd. Um, I entirely agree with what Howard says in terms of his. Uh, he, he seems to have phasing. He, it's often phasing games. It's not necessarily. Um, I, don't, I don't think he can necessarily keep the feistiness going up for ninety minutes or whatever. He does. T- he tends to get substituted a lot, um, but he tends. To, he doesn't really do much when he comes on as a sub he tends to be a guy who comes on and has phases during the game and sometimes gets substituted but um, compared with some of the players we were turning out with four or five years ago he's a step up isn't he and they're playing in, playing in that wide role that he plays so yeah, we'll hope for a good season for him mm. Talking of the start of the season, so we've touched on the fixtures. It is exciting. They came out last week. A lot has happened this week, so we should talk about the fixtures. Um, who, what, what stood out for you guys? Who are you most excited about? Tony? Charlton. Charlton at home. <laughs> Charlton away well, Charlton to start at home the season. It's Boxing Day, isn't yeah. it? I think, yeah. Um, Charlton away to start because it's, you know, you, you look back in your youth and places you used to go for like an Orient Games. And you, you know, it's like you tell the kids, oh, you used to go down to Fulham all the time. And they're like, what? Yeah, and you know, they're the Premier League team, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, Charlton is a place that, you know, used to be in the same division as us when the likes of Fulham used to be in the same division as us. So that'll be quite exciting playing them again. Um, you don't get, I mean, you don't get a lot of local derbies in League One and League Two. And I mean, obviously, Charlton's one of them we've got. Yeah, we've we've held on to Stevenage one way or another. So that's, that's another trip that's quite near. Um, hopefully, we can do a bit better there this year. Um, round to um, round the round the Wickham Wanderers early on in the season. Yeah, that's another game that's coming up. Cambridge um, down the road as well. Yeah, you know, um, Cambridge is a place we've been to quite a lot. So we've got we've got games around here, and obviously there's a lot still a lot of games up north, which is yeah you know, one for the enthusiast. But why not? Howard, what about you? Yeah, I, don't, I can't talk about Charlton because I'm actually away on the first game of the season, ah. so I'm, miss, I'm already missing it, so I'm not too happy about that. But um, 
Yeah, some of the the big stadiums like uh, Wigan, yep. Derby, yep. yeah, Bolton, yep. Stevenage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just just going to some of the stadiums that maybe uh, since the last time we visited have been renovated and rebuilt. Yeah. So um, be nice to visit some of them and actually bumping into a few of our old players that we haven't seen for a, for a few years. Yeah. Jamie Jones should be one interesting one when he comes down to the O's. Um, there's a couple of other lads, I think, uh, that we should cross paths with again, which would be nice. Yeah. I think we've got uh, Cambridge. Who's that? That's... Um, Joseph Brophy. Brophy, yeah, yeah. Brophy. So, yeah. so he should get a nice round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it, it, yeah, it's just exciting, isn't it? It's just seeing some new new teams yeah. and, and slightly better quality. Because yeah. we've always said that Orange should be at least in this division. Yeah. And I think uh, Matt Roper did a... I think he might have found it where you put in all of the games through Orange history... And where would they be in the league of all the teams forever type of thing? And we end up in the middle of League One. Right, OK. We are that yeah. middle, that, that mediocre team sitting <laughs> in the middle of League One for the entire history. But, um, you know, I, I started supporting the O's when we got promoted from, from this into what would be the championship. So I had that 12 seasons or so watching them there. Yeah. And I still think, oh, we, could, we should be there, you know. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't. We are League One, but... I still miss those type of games. If you look at that championship now, you think, oh my goodness, yeah. you know, no way we will survive at the moment. Yeah. But there's no no reason why, um, say, in another four years, we shouldn't be there. Why so not? it's definitely a generational thing because I started supporting Orient in the late 90s, so I just think we're a fourth division team, really. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when, yeah, when they were in the, uh, in the second tier, I suppose we'll say, just yeah. not, not as to confuse our younger viewers, um, <laughs> our approach tended to be, I mean, it was, it was two points for in one point for draw then and we did use we were the punter's friend we did <laughs> used to draw a hell of a lot of games and stay up by drawing a hell of a lot of games and not winning that many and at times it's quite pleasing there's not too much tape of those games in the 90 minute because <laughs> I suspect they weren't quite as exciting as we thought they were we, we could go back it, I mean those those are yeah. good old days of uh, when what would be the premiership players now would have to drop down yeah. because yeah. of the wages and they would just yeah, drop yeah. through the leagues yeah. to the end yes. of their career yeah. so you would pick up some of these great players yeah. and there's lots of players that you you know it, it's a shame now because the kids don't see well, yeah. premiership players coming to Orion they would yeah. never see that you know, but we we had players coming through. Who, well, Ray Wilkins was already in the night. Ray Wilkins, Steve Hodge. You had yeah. Alan Whittle. You had Stanley Bowles. Yeah. Peter Shilton. Uh, Shilton, yeah. well, that was Barry Hearn, and yeah, doing, doing his Barry Hearn yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But um, oh. no, we had some great players yeah. that, that, that would drop through, and yeah. you could Ralph Coates. You know, there were yeah. some some class players, and. Uh, Unfortunately, the, the kids of today will never no, see no. any Prem or it's, it's, it's coming through to the about Ralph Coates' hairdo, and I don't believe you, really. You know, <laughs> well, Tony, tell me about Ralph Coates' haircut, hairdo, well, please. Well, yeah, he could have played himself... If, if you had VAR in his day, he could have played himself on side with his comb-over. Have, have you ever saw, you ever saw Bobby Chance? Yeah, you know of Bobby Chance coming around yeah. over. We'll go to the pair of a ten with that comb over. It's, it's, and this is what I mean. With all these hair transplants, you never yeah. see this great <laughs> footballer hair anymore. No, Everyone's yeah, got yeah. hair. Mm. Amazing Guys, come on, embrace Sadly it. no longer with us. I used to see him up at the Marconi Club in Chelsea at the time. So I used to play cricket out there. But, uh, Enough reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back. Yeah, let's start our next season. Start next season. Guys. No Ralph <laughs> Right. Yeah. It is, I would say, a tough start to the season. We've got, so, starts with Charlton away. Portsmouth at home, Wickham away, 
Blackpool Hall away, Cambridge at home is August. That's and, a tough and the Plymouth away thrown in the middle of that, isn't it? There the is cup. a Plymouth That's away, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a tough yeah. August, isn't yeah. it? Okay. Um, a couple yeah. of long journeys. Yeah, yeah well, it's like one. How many, points, how many points would you take from August? Oh. Five games. Well, you, you, you're bumping up in your head because of what happened last season. So I suppose you'd say 10, wouldn't you? But it, we'd probably settle for less than that. Yeah. Two wins out of five, maybe. I think we get two wins out of five, it'd be a good yeah. start. Couple of couple of ones here and there. Yeah, I think yeah. Two, if we can get two wins, a couple of draws, maybe uh, suffer a defeat in the first five. So what's <laughs> yeah. that? Three, six, seven, eight points. Yeah. Out of right. what, fifteen. That's it. You're looking for. What are you looking for? Two points a game, get promoted. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're sorted. It's ten. We'll take eight. We'll yeah. take eight in the first first month. Yeah, be very happy with that. I mean, I'm going to be optimistic and and say, like I said, Charlton are going to be under pressure. I think we can go and surprise them, nick a goal, uh, and defend it. I think we we could come away with a one nil there. I don't see why not. Portsmouth at home, they're going to be up for it. Portsmouth to bring a good crowd, and the atmosphere should be absolutely yeah. buzzing. It yeah. Should be fantastic on that game. Um, but it was only like the last game we played and was that the 3-2 when House got booted up the backside? Oh right, yeah, maybe. Was that? Yeah, that might have been the last time we played it. Was that the last time? The, it um, might be, yeah, might be. Um, so if it's anything like that, that would yeah, be great. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah. And then uh, down to reality, Wickham away. <laughs> <laughs> so take a draw there and a, a, nice, uh, a nice draw up at Blackpool. And Cambridge at home, we've got to beat Cambridge, haven't we? So, uh, yeah. yeah, there we are. Nice and optimistic yeah. for me for a change. I've got, um, I've got a feeling, though, League One is going to get even less attention. Now, now Orient have gone up to League One. I feel like we probably will from the media, which is fine. I mean, we're part of the media sitting here in the radio studio, gents. But the rest of the media will give Orient even less attention because League Two, there's now <laughs> you've got Salford and Wrexham, who both have major yeah. football, t- uh, major TV shows. And Wrexham, I mean, everyone is talking about Wrexham and they will. And now I'm talking about it. But I've got a feeling League One, no one's going to even look at League One next year. It's going to be people looking at the Premier League, the Championship, skip League One, straight down to League Two. They'll talk to the League One. I think Reading are in trouble again, aren't they? Yep. And there's something in the news about they might even go out of business, which I don't know how serious that is. But uh, so you could, you, it's uh, stuff like that, the Derby situation and, yeah. and, and, and the clubs are in trouble yeah. to be in our division at the moment. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's sad, but that kind of bodes well for the Orient because we're not in trouble and we run very well. And yeah, yeah. there's teams that are clubs that are in much more worse states than we are at the moment in League One. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we we have our budget and uh, its limitations. Obviously, it annoys some of our fans because it means the like of uh, Viggs and Paul Smith aren't going to stay because they can get a lot more money elsewhere. But hopefully, there's an element of team spirit and a, a little bit of a all in this together. And there's not a hell of a lot of difference uh, amongst 11 players that play in terms of what they get paid at the end of the, at the end of the day. So we can draw a certain amount of strength from that, to be honest. I mean, we haven't got a problem that you talk about the likes of Reading and Derby where they have the problem of people coming down on huge contracts that they can no longer finance. That's something we've not got to worry about. So no, looking forward to the season. Mm. So... Um before we finish, Howard, you were you've been on um, the Circus Upstairs podcast, which is really good. I've been enjoying it, which is reliving yeah. the 
Biketti era. Um, how how's it feel to relive those days? And then you're back to reality here, and it's much better. But um, it must be quite therapeutic to talk about all of that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Do you want to explain what the, the, the show is? And then, yeah, because some um, people might not heard it, and if they haven't, they should do. Yeah, they should do, yeah. They, the, the boys have put together um, four pods for each season. Yep. So there's 12 listens and they're not that long they're only about 30 or 40 minutes long each so they're, they're nice and uh, listenable um and they're, they're done with a little bit tongue-in-cheek but they've got loads of uh, ex-players and uh, staff talking about everything that happened through that Bichetti era so um definitely worth a listen yeah as you say it was uh, very interesting to, to remember what was going on but anyway, look, back to the now and um, see you at Billericay Friday week. First you game. Will. First yes. game. <laughs> I will probably be there, actually. That's not long to go, no, boys. Um, well, thank you very much, gents. Uh, it's time to say goodbye. Uh, thank you very much, Tony. Pleasure. Thank you, Howard. Lovely, mate. We Good will be back you. next week for some more Orient Hour. Bye. Lovely.